If somebody would have told me that I would spend five figures to get a piece of paper, I'd have told them to go to hell. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think that was by far the most profound thing I feel like I've ever heard. And you just started the episode. So welcome back to another episode of the So Let's Talk About It pod. You right though. If somebody would have told me that I was about to spend all this money simply to get a piece of paper and shake some hands. Because the truth of the matter is, I think growing up in our era, right? I feel like our parents were the first generation that really was like taking the whole college thing serious but when it came to us directly I feel like we were like it was kind of like a expected thing like it wasn't a you don't go to high school it's like you go on the family dinners for Thanksgiving and the first thing they know you a senior oh where are you going or what school are you getting what are you going to study and it was kind of like a given like I feel like my brother and sister's generation like um Gen Z is that who they are yeah that's Gen Z I feel like Gen Z they are not they're having the conversation or they're not like like my brother my parents were like yo you don't really even like school like do you want to go you can go if you want to go you feel like you had a choice i 100 percent feel like i did not have a choice but i feel like because i didn't have a choice my brother by the time that he graduated from high school got a choice mm. you know what i'm saying like i feel like those of us that are millennials like i said anywhere up to 30 what 35 36 like, I don't feel like we had a choice to go to college. It was graduate from high school. What college are you going to? What colleges have you applied for? And I, I don't really feel like it was a choice. Was Do you think it was a choice? I think uh, when it came to education, I didn't have a lot of choices. <laughs> so, no, I didn't think it was a choice. But I also, um, I just looking back at my family history, I felt like to better my life, I did need to go to college. Okay. Um. So, so just to unpack some things, I'm I'm not the first to go to college and graduate, but of my siblings, we're the first in our families, mm-hmm. in our family to 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 go to college and graduate. And your cousins. And my cousins. So uh my mom and my dad, my dad went to the Air Force at 18. Mm-hmm. He went to the Air Force. Uh it was crazy because he told me he was gonna be an accountant. And uh, and then he just said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the Air Force at 18. And uh, he kind of left that behind. My mom, uh, she didn't start getting her associate's degree till maybe 40. Mm. So but she was in education. She was working in education uh, her entire life. So education was very, very big. Doing your work, getting your work done, all that stuff was big in my household. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like uh, I, I didn't feel like I didn't have a choice. I just knew I I definitely have to get here. I definitely have to get to college um, just because I saw the lifestyle. And we can get into that uh, yeah. because I saw the lifestyle of not just, uh, you know, people that didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I seen the lifestyle of people that did go to college. Mm-hmm. And I started doing some thinking. So even with that, the reason why I feel like I didn't have a choice is very simple. My parents were first gen. 
Okay. So you're you and your siblings, y'all were first gen, your cousin, you know, you and your first cousins, like all of y'all were first gen. My parents were the first gen. Okay. So um my mom and her sisters, they went to college. Um actually all of my my mother and her siblings went to college, my uncle as well. And but my mom was like the the poverty kid that got into the best school, right? The the kid that wasn't supposed to be it at this school at all because it was a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to Vanderbilt University and she also got her master's. Um, my dad, he was the only one of his siblings that graduated from high, I mean college. So um, he went to Johnson C. Smith University in North Carolina. And, nice. you know, so like I said, both of my parents are like super first gen. My dad is extra first gen. My mom got a master's. And so when it came to graduating from high school I didn't feel like college was an option because I was I had big shoes to fill so like you know if you remember we talked about in the childhood trauma episode we were talking about like the expectations that you have and I understand they're based off of the upbringing that my parents had like my grandma worked at Domino's and the government she worked at HUD Mm -hmm. but she worked at Domino's or Pizza Hut, one of those. She worked at a pizza joint at night to put my father through college. And so when you know those stories and you know, you know, what your ancestors have done in order for other people to, you know, to be like our our ancestors fought for us to be able to do these things. That's where I feel like I didn't get a choice. I'm like, and not that I would have regretted it either. You know what I mean? One of the greatest things that happened to me in college, Mr. Malcolm Garrison, like I don't regret college because obviously this was where we needed to meet anyway. But I don't feel like I had a choice of if I want to go or not. Like that was not a, a thing in my household. It wasn't a you not going to college type thing. I feel like there wasn't education on going to college. What I mean by that is there wasn't um, a real a real conversation around or strategy mm-hmm. on how to go to college and not acquire so much debt and things like that. Like I feel like and I, I think it's for most people, most millennials at least. Because I believe we're the we're the most educated generation, is that so many of our parents didn't. So it was that un- underlining pressure of you better go. You ain't you ain't right. staying here. You ain't about to stay here. You ain't about to stay in my house. You ain't about to do if you ain't about to work, you definitely going to school. And it was that For sure. So at 18, when you're the most vulnerable that you that you're ever gonna be, you gotta make a big person decision you got to make an adult decision at a very very early age Mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of us um have fell victim to uh people continue to fall victim to uh because think about it this this uh this country has been built upon ignorance 100 percent. capitalism has been built upon ignorance meaning people will capitalize on what you do not know Mm mm-hmm and that is how businesses are created. Mm-hmm. What you can't do, I can, so I charge you a fee. Mm-hmm. And you pay me that fee because of my knowledge and expertise. Well, when you're 18 and you're just out of high school, you have no idea the concept of debt. You have no idea what you're going to do, you know, in, in, in the world and being a functional adult in the society. But somebody tells you, hey, you have to go to this institution you have to go to this place and you have to pay this amount of money in order to give yourself a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And when you're telling somebody that at 18 years old, that's very, very impressionable. What do you think they're going to do? But although it comes from the, inst- the, um, what did you say? 
Institutions? Yeah. Although that information comes from the institutions, it also is based off of what your the generation before you, your parents, whoever those people are, it's based off of the information that they have because there are other right. cultures, um, you know, that aren't the black community where you got people that have it, that will take the, that are building their asset bank of like, you know, their real estate or their home ownership and stuff like that. And the reason why they're buying houses, which we found out recently, we just heard about this, uh, which is definitely something that we're probably going to make sure that is happening. Well, you know, for our child, but just to have this thought process of knowledge of there are individuals that will purchase houses when their children are young so that they can take out the equity to pay for colleges. Yeah. And I remember when we were when we heard that Strategy was in that. an Uber. We were in an Uber on our way to the airport and we were talking to the Uber driver. Um, this gentleman, um, he was a white gentleman and uh really, really dope guy. He was super cool. But he was talking about how him and his son were invested in the crypto. He was talking about some of the people that he'd been driving and the people that he used to work with, how they were uh, you know, buying into these stocks early and being able to pay for all their children to become doctors. There was he was saying that one of his uh one of his business partners one of his uh former co-workers literally the, him and his wife paid for all of his children not only to just go to undergrad not only just to go to grad school but to pay through med school for the ones of them that became clinical doctors and then the other ones that were you know phd doctors so you're now talking about it, i think they had four kids but they paid for all of it through the equity that was built through their home yeah. and the different assets that they had now purchased strategy and i was like wow I would have never even considered that, you know, because I feel like what I know about home ownership and what we're learning in, in the process of us, of us starting to look, um, you know, to purchase our first home as well is I never thought most people are thinking about, I think in our community based off of the lack of knowledge, like you said, when you think about the equity within your home, you're thinking about either buying another home or just cashing out and having money. But Correct. I had never considered it as a a way to put my child through school if that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. I I never thought that either. But my point being is like, we can only go as far as the information that our parents had. So if their focus is simply, you need to go to school where they're not thinking about how to pay for it. They weren't considering it's just like, it's a given that my kids are going to college. However, I haven't actually started to create a nest egg or um, a fund that's going to position them to be able to do it without having to pay for it. Yeah, and I, I think that's why the, the the discussion of is college really necessary, um, so big. And then, like you just said, they had strategy around paying this stuff back because mm-hmm. that is the reality: is that you're going to be in four or five, even some people six, six figures, figures or multiple six figures worth of debt to learn to learn something to get a piece of paper or or to be a specialist in something. Which I believe that is necessary if you're going to school. To be a specialist, I believe is very, very college is very, very necessary. I feel like college is necessary to an extent. Like I, I believe the college is necessary. I think it is a very, very dope thing to do. I think it is it develops you in a lot of different ways. But one of the things that I don't think people think about is that the majority of the time you're spending in general classes. So you're you're trying to develop the type of person you want to be. And I don't think there's enough education or information or courses or um even even the guidance counselors and the advisors they don't really give you like what is the whole process of developing the person that you want to become or 
picking the courses that you want to choose you know what i mean or yeah. the major that you want to choose it's like you're kind of thrown into something based off of something you think you might want to do but there's not really any education around how to pick it or you know is there a que- where's the questionnaire at that's like where you should probably spend your time and i say that from experience right yeah, yeah. because i went to school for music the reason why i went to school for music was because music is what had already come naturally to me it's something that i've already right. already had interest in it's something that i already had been doing so in my mind i thought that would be an easy thing to take on well can you define something for me okay what do you think what what do work Working in the field of choice that you went to school in, what does that look like for you? For me, it, this is why it doesn't make sense. A hundred percent. This is why my degree makes no sense. Is okay. because for somebody who got a vocal performance degree, I'm not vocally performing unless you're talking about me talking. Or yeah, I do praise and worship or something like that at a church. But I'm not out here like, you know, I got friends that we have the same degree, which it makes sense for what they're doing long term. And this is why I say like there, I didn't have the proper guidance from advisory to say, well, yeah, Brittany, but is that really what you want to do? Because the truth is, remember when I took that business class with you? Uh, my last yeah, semester, I, yeah. I take this business class and I'm like, yo, this is incredible. Why haven't I been doing yeah. this the whole time? So or hyped. or my junior year, was my junior Yeah, my junior year, I had taken another class. It was called, um, I don't remember what the, what the class was called, but it was a class where basically we would listen to music and you would start to paint the pictures of what does this music go? It was like music scoring or something like that. What does this music go to? Uh, oh, music composition. There it goes. So it was a music composition class where we would listen to music and it was like you could picture, well, what would this be composed for? Is it a movie or what's happening in this movie? What's happening in the scene? And I was so detailed with it. I was really good. And my professor came to me and was like, why aren't you a compensate, uh, uh, compensation? I want some money. A composer. <laughs> Why aren't you a comp major, right? Why gotcha. aren't you okay. in the composition course? You're in the vocal performance code. I mean, course. And so the whole thing, that's I'm important. like, nobody, nobody told me, nobody said, like, I thought that's what I had to do because this is what was available to me. I didn't know that I had an option to pick composition or even think about business. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where my question lies of like, where is the information that educates the person who's 18, who's impressionable, who's being forced to hurry up and pick a major because that's all you're hearing is what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So now I'm rushing into something that I'm not necessarily sure is what I actually want to do based off of what people are importing and putting into me. Yeah, I think um, there's not enough people that are willing to look and and, and kind of get to know a student mm-hmm. to figure out what what do they like to do. And I think there is there's necessarily there needs to be like a gap year. Oh, for sure. Uh, from from high school to college, I feel like there needs to be a gap year where you kind of try to figure this thing out like okay what are you good at or what do you like to do because i remember my freshman year in college i'm taking an aerobics course <laughs> what am i paying forty thousand dollars <laughs> a year twenty thousand a semester to take an aerobics course think about it i'm no, like so the first two years is bs is complete bs the first two years of you going to college is a waste of money i would say that is not necessary so if i had to you know, go back in time, I probably would have done classes in maybe a community college or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and, and took all my electives in, in a major that I probably wanted to go into and then make sure that those uh, electives was transferable mm-hmm. anywhere in the country because it's cheaper to do so 
And these are when we talk about strategies. These are strategies that you know we are not taught. We're not mm-hmm. we're not uh, given a conversation about. And I think it's only because you know what our parents might didn't know. They didn't know. I mean, ignorance is passed down too. It is, but I think the other aspect to it is really understanding that the the societal conversation is that if you don't have a degree, you're working at McDonald's. That's that what is. we heard our whole our whole lives. It's like you can only work at McDonald's if you didn't have a degree. And when I talk about true. me not coming back to school after I took that semester off was because I'm like, yo, I'm working for the government. I have a top secret clearance. I have all the things that I need to really make a lot of money in this space. Like when I look back, I'm, I'm 29 now. If I was still working in that career field, I would have now been at the government for 12 years. Yeah. That's a long time. So you're telling me I wouldn't at least have a six figure salary, blah, blah, blah. But my point to that is now saying like I I I only made the decision to go back to schools because that's what I knew to do. But at that point is everything I could have really said everything that I've ever known is a lie because y'all said if I didn't have a degree, I'd be at McDonald's. But here I am my freshman year of college, my junior year of college and taking this year off when I'm 20, 19 to 20 and I'm making $35,000 a year, which, of course, you know, with no bills, because I, I feel like sometimes people hear 35000 like I couldn't live off of that. But, OK, I live with my parents. I don't have any real expenses. I make I probably pay, I wouldn't even pay my phone bill. You know what I'm saying? I have no expenses Just and I'm making $35,000. Crazy. And so even when I would only go back for the, for the summer, I would be working for those 12 weeks or however long it was. Or what even twelve? I don't know. However long the summer period was, I would come back to school with ten to fifteen thousand dollars because my parents told me to save money. You bring up an interesting uh, point: is that I feel like I feel like society puts a pressure to on people that, especially you know, millennials, that you have to go to college. Yes, you have to because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. The well, what kind of job you gonna get? Exactly, and it couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. What I think is if you become a specialist or if you go take a certain type of trade mm-hmm. that makes you just, just more as, you know, just as valuable as anybody else in the workforce. For sure. But they put, and I think they're starting to change it now that, you know, you don't have to have all these requirements. Google right you now know? literally has courses that you can take for free. Yeah. Cause certifications to be certified are out there. to do this stuff. There's so many certifications out there now that I feel like people can go a different route. And you don't have to necessarily go that traditional route that has been taught for so many years mm-hmm. because it is a revolving door. Just like we saw our parents, okay, y'all didn't go to school. Y'all wasn't the most educated generation. Well, we we know we got to get ourselves some education. Mm-hmm. Well, we got that. But we also knew, we, we also found out that light, you know, there's not much light at the end of the tunnel of that too. So what's the next step? Oh, there's certifications out there where I don't have to put myself in this much uh, debt before I even get out there in the real world and start really, really making some money. That really isn't mine because I owe somebody else six figures. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I feel that. But I also feel like there are other programs like the school where I got my master's. Okay. How long is a traditional master's program? It's like two years. Exactly. But the school that I got my master's from, shout out to Full Sail University, they made it compact for a year. And if I would have gone there from the beginning – Shout out to Full Sail University. They they made their program so compact, right? And 
had I gone there for undergrad and my master's, I would have been done with all of it in three years. So they take a bachelor's program and they put it into two years because they eliminate the majority of the BS that you're taking at the, at, at the beginning. And what's also really incredible about their program is that they put you in real world situations based off of your major. So if you were, um, I went there for uh, entertainment business, but if you were, let's say, somebody who wanted to be in film, you wanted to be uh, a screenwriter, literally the majority of your coursework, even if every single class was a different genre of writing, so maybe playwrights, maybe uh, sitcoms, maybe movies, every single course was something different, but the whole concept was building your portfolio so that when you would leave, you were able to now shop that around. Right. So you were taking courses for a purpose. You were taking courses for a purpose. If you were in the music production um, course, right? Most people, when you're when you're in the industry and you're an engineer or an audio engineer or you're a music producer, you're not at the studio at noon. You at, you're not at the studio at, at 7 a.m., 9 a.m. You at the studio, somebody's calling you at midnight, 11 o'clock, 3 a.m., right? That's the time that most people are coming in to do their work. And so that course, your classes were at that same time because it was preparing you for what the actual industry was like. The whole school, the 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 entire campus was a film set. So you would be able to now film on campus and do all this stuff. They also provided you within your tuition all the equipment that that you would need based off of your major. So if you were a film major, you were getting with the cameras, you were getting the software. And so it's like programs like that make me want to go to school because I understand that what I'm actually going to get from being at this in this program is actually going to set me up for the profession I'm trying to be in. And you're working with actual professionals. I think that's the other, you know, trash aspect of college is that your business professor is a professor. They're professing to you what should happen in this arena, but they don't actually own a business. So they can't really educate you on what's happening in this space. And so I I love schools like Full Sail because they were actually putting you in position to learn from people that were currently operating in those professions and could give you like, the advice based off of what would happen here. I went to school for business and I had my last class was business plan development. You couldn't graduate unless there was an, there was a string of investors that were also professors and you couldn't graduate. You couldn't get cleared to graduate unless there was an investor that wanted to um, invest into your project. But how long did that take you to kind of figure out like, this is what I want to do or this is something that you're interested in because using my business classes, that was my last semester. The though. happiest I've <laughs> ever seen anybody in a business class. I'm like, you know, business is boring, right? Like, this is not business is 100 percent boring. I know <laughs> like, that. I know that because my stuff. my being in business, it has been boring because it's monotonous. <laughs> it's boring because it's monotonous. But yes, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it opened up another world. Because remember, based off of society, based off of what was easy, I went for music because that's what I was used to doing, and so I felt like it was a place where I could thrive and I wouldn't have to be the person starting. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I ended up actually being the person starting because the people that I was in class with, they've been in school for music their whole lives. They've been doing this stuff since they were three. So it's, so it took you close to four years to kind of figure out. Oh, for sure. What you actually was intrigued about, and I think that that's where the dilemma lies: is that there could be a gap, too long of a gap. For somebody to kind of figure out what they need to do. And then you figure it out in your 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 last semester, yeah, but you don't have four more years to go back to school. Society don't give you four years. Oh, no. Society does not give you four years. And if you're a black man, they give you less than one. You know, mm-hmm. 
you got to figure this thing out very, very early. And then if you're an athlete, um, and I shared this with you, like being an athlete in college, you don't have any time to get any real work experience. Right. So when it is time to actually, you know, get out there and, and get into the real world because you're not going pro. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't you haven't acquired any skills outside of what you've been have, have been doing all four years. Do you feel like that's a that's a a fault within the collegiate athletic system that you know you D3, you know you D2, you know your your chances and likelihood of going to the league. Maybe you can go overseas, but do you feel yeah. like they don't prepare you because they actually still make you put all your time into the sport that you don't actually get prepared for the real world? I think there's not enough conversations on if somebody would ask you, what else are you, what else are you interested in? Mm-hmm. You know, questions like that, like, what else do you like to do outside of shooting? <laughs> you know, like, what else, what else do you like to do outside of this, this sanctuary or, or, or this court that you call it, you know, what else is it? And those conversations sparks a, a certain um, mindset or, or, or it sparks something, a thought that you now get to think past just shooting the ball into a net like okay what am i good at what am i what do i want to get into mm-hmm. and it's not enough of that happening for athletes where they come out of school after four years and they're in limbo for years trying to figure it out because you gotta understand you hadn't just been playing for four years you've been playing for probably 20 23 22 23 years mm-hmm. so that's been your entire life and it's gone in an instant mm-hmm. so it's, now it's then what and when you hit that, then what? And then you got, you know, you, you got this piece of paper. Yes, you finished something. And I think that's what makes college kind of, you know, uh, important is that it shows people that you finished something. But still, I feel like I feel like there, there, there's a broken system and we have to figure out a way to kind of shift that narrative or shift the focus because it's not it's not working. I think one of the other issues with it is that. You know, I think for millennials, for sure, it was treated as if you were like the plague if you were an entrepreneur or if you didn't go to college, like you didn't go to school, you don't go to school, you don't go to college. And it's like you were unemployed. Yeah, you were unemployed. But it was like, why did we put so much emphasis on it to the point where people felt like failures if they don't finish because they found another route like or you you found your passion because you were building a business on the side or because you were doing hair while you were in college and realized like I can actually just become a licensed cosmetologist um I can become an esthetician and I can do the things that I want to do like uh one of my homegirls um she literally got a degree in childhood um special special education um, she had, she had a degree in special education. You talk about five years of college and wanted to be an esthetician the entire time. But because of what my wow. parents would think or because my, my parents are paying for my education, they're saying you have to do this major. I'm not paying for no makeup stuff. I'm not paying for no esthetician school, even though esthetician school was only $10,000. So I spent five years in school for $30,000 a, a year. You know what I'm saying? only to not even ever be in this profession. I think it provides entrepreneurs, if you do have a degree, I think it does provide you with a great backup plan if you ever need to do something because you do have that. But I know people that never finished school that have are making six figures, you know what I'm saying, on a job doing something that is completely unrelated to what they were even going to study. So is it true that 
you don't you don't have a degree, you can't make no money. That that's a thing of the past. I think yeah. that was our parents' generation, and it probably was true for that. It was true for that, but generation. it's not true now not, because yeah, now right. Gen Z they're not even worried about college. They're not even thinking about that, John. And they are out here doing phenomenal. Yeah, yeah uh, Gen Z. They it's like they're they're like a, a cross between us and probably themselves because. <laughs> Because they, a lot of them, they're, they're, they're challenging the status quo. They're challenging what's been normal. They're challenging all these things that, uh, that seem to be the order of things. They're saying, well, no, I don't want to do that. They're, they're with unapologetic. No pro- with no problem. Completely and they're not even being challenged by their parents. They've just been like, okay. And like I said, do you feel like millennials were the buffer generation? Like where we experienced two aspects of things right we experience cassette tapes we experience <laughs> streaming you know what i'm saying we right. experience you feel, old, you, feel you, you feel both you know what i'm yeah. saying but i feel like we bridged the gap to where when we were graduating high school it wasn't a question about going to college if you didn't go to college it was like you were sinning you know what i'm saying but now i feel like because we started to chat we started the challenge we started to say you know well i don't necessarily want to go to school for communications because i can actually get on instagram and start making or get on youtube and start making videos and youtube will pay me i I can become a six-figure seven-figure earner just by making videos on my cell phone or on my camera and it was like what you can do what like i went into music right and i got a degree in it but it opened up because i was able to do stuff on the side or like be in the studio get gigs and um make money from the industry when my brother said i wanted to be a full-time musician i felt like my parents was like i know you can make money doing that because i already saw it but when i was talking about it it was like what are you about to do why are you about to do that how how does that make sense how are you going to get money how are you you know what i'm saying it was all we were the how are you generation that pretty much i feel like paved way for you know, like tester, like the tester generation, hundred percent, the tester generation. Let's, let's see if this works. Let's I'm, see if they could do this. If they can do this, then I believe if somebody tells me that that's what they want to do, it could work. I mean, but do you think what, what, what are some of the good things that college brought you? Or what do you think skills that you learned? A baby daddy. Oh, you know, outside of that, you know, you know, <laughs> definitely got, uh, you know, a wife. Oh yeah. Going watch your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, man. We're gonna keep it G rated. For today. Um college is the greatest social experience you yeah. will ever have. You're right. Um one of my favorite one of the reasons why I actually went to this I, I wanted to go to the school that we went to was because I went to a very, very, very black high school. Very black. Okay. And I love being black. I love being black, blackity black, but mm-hmm. I understood what I understood is that when I get into the workforce, this is programming 100%. I understood getting into the workforce meant that I would have to deal with other races and I wasn't good at doing that. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? I knew that, you know, and I, but I, and in hindsight, I really do wish I went to an HBCU. I know I would have had a significantly different experience. Man. I feel like I missed out on so much college because I went to a PWI, but I understood as well that. Based off of what I expected to be doing, yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. was getting a good old corporate job, <laughs> I 
I knew that there were people that I had no experience dealing with on a day-to-day level or understanding the hierarchy and even understanding racism for real. When you are going to, when you go to your neighborhood school, you know, there's things like racism that occur, but you, it sounds crazy to say I put myself in that situation because sometimes we aren't we're taught how to deal with it, but you have to deal with it in real life to understand how you would really respond to these things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's the only thing that makes me, um, well, one of the things that makes me proud and happy that I went to, um, private school and high school because I did get to see a lot of that. I did get to learn how to, uh, talk to other people outside of my race mm-hmm. and how to interact with people outside of my race and also middle school. Cause you know, like I, t- like I told them in the first episode, I got bused to middle school mm-hmm. <laughs> an hour away from home. Uh so it did it did teach me a lot of that. Um I wanted I wanted to go to college, one, to like anybody, get get out the house. Get, get away. You know, get away, spread your wings a little bit. So I think it's value in that. Mm-hmm. Uh because if you do stay sheltered for too long, I feel like you lose a lot of life skills. No, I a hundred percent agree with that because I learned how to start managing money because of college. You know what I'm saying? Because they talk about broke college kids and all that stuff like that. And I really feel like being in college helped me to start to manage it because I was very particular with how I spent my money in the summer because of how much I wanted to have at school. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like you learn how to conduct yourself through the times because I feel like when you're a freshman in college, it's like your buck wild season. Like you just be doing to do anything like if you've been sheltered if you've been sheltered which 100 percent, i've already said that i was um and that's not to say like i hadn't done things or like i hadn't had exposures to drinking or drugs and all that stuff like that but when you don't have to be concerned with coming home high you don't have to be concerned with (laughs) you know i'm underage and i'm drinking what are my parents gonna say or stuff like that like i i mean i've my my first two years of college i had plenty of opportunities to be suspended from school just because i i just was like wilding out one thing freshman year gonna do is gonna test your character oh my god it's gonna test everything you just you- gonna be outside doing the most i mean you are outside I, and we and i think the other issue is that the kind of school we went to we went to a pwi but it was also a christian college the christian my god christian colleges are created for you to test your abilities to do all the wrong things and not get caught. <laughs> Real talk. Am I lying? No, you're not lying. I, and it was so strict. Rules. It was it's, so strict. It's too many. It's too many. See, here's the thing. You can't, you can't get adults together and then restrict them when they're finally leaving something that they felt restricted, restricted from. Yes. You know? So when you put even more shackles on them, <laughs> Then, then they're going to rebel every single time. Oh my goodness! And you so you guys won't even have the rules because we they're couldn't break them. even have alcohol on campus. It was a dry campus, so there was no alcohol. So the the pri- the sad part is, and anybody who went to Eastern, y'all already know what's up. the The whole thing was, can I be on campus drunk as a skunk? Can I be on campus with alcohol in my room and not get caught? See, I ain't indulging nothing. Malcolm didn't nothing indulge. Like that, my baby does not drink. He no, does what, not do anything. No, here's my thing. So, I mean, playing a AAU and, and, and going out and, and, you know, traveling to different cities and stuff like that, staying in hotels, I did learn a sense of how to conduct myself outside of being away from home. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I came into Eastern 20 years old. 
Facts. So that that gap year, I didn't necessarily have a gap year because I did go go to school, but I went to school in the same city. Uh, I stayed home, and I just got myself together because I because eventually I had I had aspirations to play mm-hmm. collegiate ball. Mm-hmm. So I had a very unconventional route to do that, but uh, it taught me a lot of disciplines throughout that time. That by the time I got on campus, I didn't necessarily care about all of that, but uh, you know. It's freshman year, so Mac was a playboy. It's freshman we year, so you gotta it. do your thing. We already talked about. You gotta do your thing. Mac was out here, but I digress. But that's that's <laughs> the realest part. I think freshman year is that year where you really realize, like, you know, do we do story time? Like, are you want me to tell the stories? What what stories? One of the stories, like, like your sister didn't even want me to date you because she knew the me before you met me. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. My uh, my older brother. He went to Eastern, the college that we graduated from. He went there. He graduated there. Um, he was a, the team chaplain or something like that. There. Yes, the chaplain. My sister <laughs> goes there. And here I am. I'm in high school. Oh, and I know she's there. And I know she's there for another year by the time I'm out. I was trying to avoid this place at all costs. Because she 100% ended up there for three more years. Because she definitely wound up there three more years. You know, she, you know, getting a doctorate and stuff like that. So. I I was already trying to dodge that place. And then when I made a decision that, okay, I'm going to go here. They was giving them all money and everything else. So I'm going to go here. I knew then that I was going to have a mom on campus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 100% what it was. I, I knew I was going to have a mom on campus. I already knew her, and I knew she was turning them places up, especially she, when she got power. Well, oh, my gosh. She was if a she RA li- on campus, and she almost got me suspended if easily. If you listening to this, I already knew you was going to be a cop on campus. Yes. And then you were RA. So that's even heightened even more. So somebody that you wouldn't get nothing past her, you wouldn't get nothing past her. We talking about a private investigator on campus. So this goes back to my whole story about how this was sophomore year. And we were like, I think it was the beginning of our basketball season. So me and some of my teammates, you know, we went out, we got some, some alcohol. We was playing, playing King's cup, Lord today playing King's cup. And I lost, I lost and I had to drink it all. And, you know, I w- we were really lit. But don't forget, this is a dry campus. So you ain't even supposed to, you're not supposed to be drunk on campus, let alone have the actual alcohol there. And right. she come banging on the door, pow, pow, pow. And she's like, is that Brittany in there cussing? And I'm like, that ain't no reason why you got to come in here. And, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even like rains to come in this room because I knew what was about to happen. But I wasn't in my own dorm anyway, so my my plan was to escape anyway. I had done this before, I had been caught before, and I have never gotten caught because I got out of that jump. She come in there, they done threw me in the shower because I done I done puked all over the place. They got me in the shower, and she's just sitting here being Inspector Gadget, like, "Are you drunk? Are you drunk? Are you?" And I'm like, "Bro, chill, chill." You got a future with the LAPD. Chill. And, you know, long story short, you know, that, I mean, we end up blaming it on somebody else who brought all the alcohol because I didn't know my teammates had a garbage, black garbage can worth of alcohol in their room. Um, but it was like, it was reasons like that where she, she, she almost ruined this whole situation. She, you know, because she was, she knew that version of me. And by the time you met me, like I wasn't even on that. Like by the time we met, I had already done all the, the hot girls. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had already done that stuff. Like, I wasn't hyped to be, especially, I feel like when you even turn 21, it's like all the stuff that I was hyped to do when I was 18, 19, 20. When you turn 21, like, I don't even be hyped to drink no more because I can do it. And right. so the whole thing was about, you know, being able to sneak around. We couldn't have boys in the room. You could, if you had the opposite sex in your room, you had to have a door open, the light on, all the stuff like that. And so a lot of the whole thing is being able to ha- spend the night with a dude and nobody knows he's in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that was the the thrill is not getting caught. And so I, I really feel like college does really help you to start to learn how to conduct yourself by yourself. You know what I mean? How to operate. But that freshman year, I feel like that's your year to just kind of, figure you out and realize like, you know, I've just been sheltered. I want to do all the things that I I feel like I should be doing or should have been doing or should have been able to do. But I feel like after a while, you just kind of come to yourself, you grow up and you just like, all right, cool. I got that out of my system. I'm curious. Oh, hell. I'm curious. Help us. Holy ghost. How do you think that first year going to college is on PKs? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> you are a PK. Why? And you go away to school. Because I just feel like, so So for me in particular, right? Um, I grew up Church of God seven day. That means I went to church on Saturday and we observed the Sabbath, which means that, you know, you, you from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday, you could do nothing. So even playing sports, like I couldn't play Friday night games. I couldn't go to Saturday practices. I couldn't go to dances if they were on Friday nights. I couldn't hang out with my friends. You know what I mean? And so the things that I feel like I lacked or the things that I was missing out on, like I was so pressed to play basketball on Saturday just because I could never do it. You know what I mean? I was so pressed to yeah. go to parties on Friday night just because I could never do it. And so I think the the thing is because you're always focused on what it's going to look like or who's watching you or who might catch you or who might see you here and all this stuff like that when you're a PK or you living in your parents' house, so you really don't get a choice. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when you go to college now, you're in this position where I really don't have to answer to nobody. I could test my waters to see what would I be doing or what was life supposed to be like. I just feel like that's how you be like, man, is this what I've been missing out on all along? But I feel like, like I said, you mature in college. College is a very wonderful place to really mature in life. And I feel like once I got through sophomore year, especially once I took that um, gap year and not going back to school, I truly feel like when I came back, because I had so much freedom in college and then I went back home, I'm like, listen, uh, everything is different now. Everything is different. I don't I don't really feel the need to have to do these things because I know what it's like. I know what the feel is like. And but I feel like as PKs, because you're so sheltered and you spend the majority of your time at church, you feel like you missed out on a bunch of life. So so what you're saying is like childhood trauma could contribute to somebody's decision on going to college and getting out the nest oh for sure i had to get out like there. some people would be like man it's worth you know taking out some of these loans because i just but need, you don't even be thinking about the, be that's the problem you don't think about that you don't think about how it's getting paid for yeah you don't you know what you i'm don't. saying i feel you, like you that's that's another aspect that's another aspect of the trauma of school or you know not even you know what you're doing in college or your yeah. your thought to go about it is that nobody's really even talking about hey when you go to college you're about to take out you know all these loans right. they say take out a loan this, to get there. This is what I told myself. I said, because I was actually thinking this. I obviously should have been like a finance major. You did. You should have, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but this is what I was thinking. I said, is it worth getting myself into debt to play a sport that I love and something that I feel like I got to go do this for me? Like, because I felt like I, I had been underlooked. I had been overlooked for my entire 
uh, career that that far, I was like, is it worth it? And at that time, I said, absolutely, it's worth it. But I think I'm about I, to bet on me. There were some things that you, but I feel like they're intangibles that college brings about, like your underdogness or your ability to start to believe in yourself. I believe when you That's complete true. college, it's like one of the major things that you chose to complete. You know what I'm saying? When you go to high school, you go to middle school, all that stuff like that. That we have to do that. But when you go to college and you decide to stay throughout, that's like that first adult completion that you actually did for yourself. Um, I, I think you get introduced to some incredible people. Um, I think that's just where I feel like college, the best part about it is that that is a place where you truly start to find yourself. You, you, you're able to make mistakes where you're, you have to really answer to yourself. Yeah. There's no running home to mom and dad, or you might not even want to run home to mom and dad. I remember the time when I was about to get suspended and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna have to stay in my car. And they're like, no, that's illegal. You can't do that. You got to go home and tell your parents that you got suspended. And I'm like, nah, 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 let me, <laughs> let, let's talk about this. Like, let me, let me tell you a little something real quick. And, um, but I really feel like college gives you the grounds to start to find that person that you want to become. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think college was definitely an experience. Uh, you get to um, meet lifetime friends. Oh my gosh. Uh, some I love people, y'all. Some people, they meet their significant others for the rest of their life. Like us, you know, thank God I did go to that school. Thank God. Uh, thank God she did walk in with that fake Gucci bag that day. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci bag had you know, a hook though. He thought I was yeah, rich. He thought he was about I to get a sugar thought I couldn't afford it. I was like, oh, snap. My baby, I she took my tripping. baby to Chipotle. And he just, you know, knew. I'm saving up for Outback. She out here oh coming in here in Gucci. I was, you know, it was different back then. But uh, I think it's a very, very important uh, development place. Um, is it worth it? It can be worth it if you make it. You know, if you make it worth it, um, if you have a plan, if you have a strategy. So I would just ask you, you know, life lesson will we'll be a life lesson. I would uh, say my life lesson is, is um, my life lesson in this aspect of talking about college is that for our children, you know, we have Caden now, he's nine months and in 18 years, we're going to be having this conversation about college. And I would say for sure, my life lesson is. I will give him options, but I would also try to provide clarity to help him understand um, what's about to happen, um, what what to expect while you're there, but also help you find clarity in what you're passionate about so that you know that you're going to study something that you really want to study. You're going to spend your, your time getting, <laughs> you're going to spend your time she looking at our son on the camera, y'all. Trying to make sure this baby don't jump yeah. out the bed. He, what does he do? He look like he about to just <laughs> risk it all right now, but, you know. But, you know, I, I would really say, like, I want to make sure he's prepared and, like, you're you're passionate. And I think we'll, because of how we grew up as millennials, I think we're going to focus more on helping our children find their passions earlier in life so that when they decide to uh, go to college or not decide to go to college, it's based off of what they truly want um, to do. And then I'm going to make sure that it's paid for. He's not going into debt for that. Um, and if he doesn't want to go to college, I, I, I want us to be in position to, like, you know, be able to talk about business plans. What are you going to do? And really help him develop those things and have money to help him jumpstart that. I think my le- my life lesson is pretty sweet uh, and short. It's just to not transfer childhood trauma onto my child. Mm. Um, not to feel like, you know, if I didn't do this, you got to do this. Uh, like you said, give him a choice. 
uh, give them a strategy and give them options, I think is going to be uh, my life lesson because so many good things can happen uh, just from a conversation. So many mm-hmm. things can be avoided just from having a real conversation, an educated conversation on uh, different avenues. And uh, my life lesson is to is to definitely do that when that time comes, uh, but continue to, uh, you know, push the envelope forward. And, uh, and kind of give them these life lessons. Yeah, I love it. Well, uh, thanks again for tuning into the So Let's Talk About It pod. Uh, episode four, we're talking about college and universities. But um, listen, make sure you guys follow us at uh, So Let's Talk About It pod on Instagram. You can follow me at Brittany Danell. And, and you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscore. She's in <laughs> it is Garrison. Awesome. But if you type in Malcolm Garrison, you can find oh me. Very, very simple dude. Yes. And um, for those of you that are going to be submitting questions, we are going to get back to that. <laughs> yeah, we we'll get, get back, back to, to it real soon. We're excited about that, too, um, to be able to answer your questions. But you can submit all your questions to so let's talk about it pod at gmail.com. And listen, we look forward to seeing y'all on the next episode. Y'all can go ahead and um, we'll have show notes and um, join the Patreon. We have some st- special stuff for you all as well um but listen we look forward to seeing you on the next episode we love y'all let's talk about it let's talk about it peace